1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time now for the Six Rings Postgame
0: Show. Breaking down everything Patriots now. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Patriots get shut out at home. And they're 1-4 for the first time since the 2000 season. In a game where Matt Jones, many pundits thought, most important game as a Patriot, it did not go well. And two straight defeats with Bill Belichick scoring three points. Tough day. Calling. Let's get his man. Hi, how are you? We're back here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. My mic came on before I expected. He's Nick Fitzy Stevens, and he'll talk
2: now. All right. Thank you very much, Andy. Yes, the Six Rings Post Game Show, our number two here on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, and WEEI.com. We are sifting through the wreckage. We are in the aftermath of the New England Patriots. Worst home loss of the Belichick era. Worst home loss I can remember. I even half expected at some point Shannon Sharp to get on the phone on the sidelines and say, call in the National Guard because the Patriots are getting killed out there today. That's how bad this game got. It is, is it the defense? No, it's not entirely the defense's fault, but they weren't able to bail everybody out today. Is it the offense's fault? Oh, which part of the yes. offense would you like to assess being the problem? The offensive line, the quarterback play, the lack of assets and weaponry on the outside. Go on, go on, go on. I Spe- told y'all, not playing without more. I told special teams was nothing to write home about today nope. as well. Bad puck luck, if you will. Bad ball bounces, bad moves, bad plays. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. Ball. Where was the bad puck luck? Uh, well, wasn't the first the first interception, the pick six, wasn't that a tip ball? He got hit. The pass protection sucked. Yeah. That's not puck luck. That's, that's your true. line sucking. Yeah, that's like that's it has more sucked since July twenty seven, And then also, he hits Ty Montgomery with a pass, and then he gets hit, and that goes up in There's the air. There's a little puck luck. There, there was a little puck for luck. For Mac. There. I've,
0: that's the one like time. Like John I felt Smith's bad.
2: famous interception, the volleyball pick six, the throw six, if you will, from two years ago against the Saints, wouldn't you know? At least Mac is consistent. He's two for two each game he's thrown a pick six against the Saints. That was a little bit of puck luck but as well. This one was super unlucky
0: because. Ty Montgomery bobbled it. If Ty Montgomery secures it, then the hit jars it free, then it becomes a fumble.
3: Ah, So yes.
0: Mac got porked with an interception there, but
2: that's the least of his problems right now. <sighs> He's just trying to get better, you know. You You can't just blame any one person, any one aspect, any one thing, unit, part of the team. This is an organizational, systemic failure. Agreed. I don't think there's any arguing that. I mean, you can pick and
0: choose, and you can blame people on the the upper side of the organizational chart, right? Yep. Like, I mean, Bill Shh. Belichick, if he's going to get all the
2: credit when they win Super Bowls... Then he better be there to face the right? music. Speaking I mean, They of-
0: haven't had a loss this bad since
2: last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> at least they lost by one point less, so they got that going for him, you know, which is nice.
4: It's not the worst loss. It's I, the second worst loss.
2: Ah, but they scored no points, at least last week they had a field goal. Speaking of music, David in Florida would like to talk about the day the music died. Bye, bye, Mister American Pie. How are you, David? <laughs> great, googly moogly. Oh, I just, well said. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly,
4: great, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I got first of all, um, I got three things. Number one, mm-hmm. today's game. I don't. Think, I thought they had a, a game plan, and I thought I think they still do, but today's game is more about lack of execution. I mean, they, at the beginning of the game, they got off to a, a decent start. I mean, I thought the play calling was was acceptable. I mean, there were play action. They were going a little deeper down the field. There were just some drops. There were some overthrows. The line, like you said, was absolutely horrendous and disgusting. And, I mean, it starts and ends with the line. They have to fix the line. If, if they fix the line, then McMack gets more time, whatever. Um, but Agreed. i got two questions, too. Yes, two. Do you think, n- number Number do you one. think that they'll make a trade do you think they'll make a trade before the season is over before, before the deadline for a number one receiver
2: no no, I don't think David no. I do not believe the Patriots are going to be in the importing talent business. I believe they are going to be in the exporting players business to try to accumulate more draft picks for the future because i I think the majority of people, not just fans internally realize that this team is lacking in talent and does not have a lot of hope uh to make well, a push for the playoffs.
4: I mean, how do you think they would have been if they did sign D. Hopkins in the in the preseason?
2: I'm marginally better. I mean, still the word
0: they use in the major league scene. We're still, yep, horse blank,
2: yeah, horse bleep. All right, final yeah, question, Dave. Yes. No,
4: I, I just, I, but I, I do think they have a, a game plan. I, I mean, I think, I mean, during the off season, I mean, O'Brien has been has been a major disappointment, like you said, but the idea was good, and. I I mean the running game the, the the injuries you can't overlook the injuries not that I'm making any excuses cuz yeah. they're always next man up
0: What injuries
4: uh, yeah, I mean come on Jude Jude hurt, absence hurt them today Gonzalez was on his way to becoming a maybe an all pro all rookie team Right but what about uh, the mean,
0: offense your whole call was about the offense yeah. which injuries on offense yeah. <laughs> are the most alarming to you
4: No yeah, yeah I mean there are no injuries on the offense yeah. I mean it I don't I mean, have the line
2: yeah, well, there have I mean, been a lot of injuries on the offensive line. You're right, David, and thank you for having me. there. It doesn't matter. We find out thank each person who's not hurt still stinks. It it, it doesn't help when you have— And ha- Trent okay. Brown, big shock. He looked la- less than engaged. But he appeared magically on the injury report later in the week as well, out of nowhere. Gee whiz, that just keeps on happening. Or are we going to give him another hey, bump in pace? And also, I had the pleasure of speaking, and it was important to have them there today on the NFL's Intercept Cancer Initiative, the crucial catch game. We had Joe Andrews and Marcus Cannon— uh, up in the Putnam Club for our pregame talk show. The couple hundred fans, it was great. They were very informative, some fun stories, uh, a lot of longing for Tom Brady and Dante Skarnecchia and the good old days of past as well. But they kept harping on the idea that the fraternity, the friendship, the fellowship of the offensive line, and the consistency that this team lacks. Again, five games, five different starting offensive line-ups, if you will. I, who the hell is going to win with that? And
0: they're not very good anyway and not even a good five like it'd be one thing to have decent you know seven deep you feel good about everybody they don't feel good about anybody right now even you know the there was one pressure that was David Andrews I think he and Maffy weren't on the same page when Maffy was at left guard oh. like there's just one thing after another and they're not very talented Riley oh. Reef was at both guard spots like the uh, someone
2: just hit me on the text line at 37937 with one of the best all-time movie lines or at least of the last 10, 20 years of the last 20 years this century at least 917 number that's a New York area code thanks very little Fitzy in regards to Bill Belichick Fitzy you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain Mm -hmm. certainly true about the Patriots Tom Brady villainous Bill Belichick villainous yeah but at least when Brady left then he went and proved himself a hero again yeah but not to these
0: people still a villain to us he turned his back on New England oh he's been except except, you frauds re-accepted back not me I
5: never forget (sighs) ah
2: You're a Lannister through and through. Why don't you go pay your debts while I take Ryan from New Bedford's call. Hello, Ryan.
5: Hey, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? Um, I just have one issue from the first hour. Uh, yes. I heard someone say, oh, Brady wouldn't do that at home. Uh, Brady was the greatest quarterback ever, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to accept that we made a bad draft there because Mac Jones, we didn't move up, and that is what it is. But that's not my main issue. Okay. Uh, my main issue is the play-calling scheme, and I know I sound like a broken record compared to everybody talking on the line. But uh, Bill O'Brien, you got to understand, you have one of the worst O-lines in the league, and you can't blame that on him, obviously, because he's not the one getting these guys on the team. But at the same time, you have the worst O-line in the league. Don't call slow-developing draw plays with Ezekiel Elliott, who's way past his prime and shouldn't even be on the field, quite frankly. Um, I'm a little upset with the just overall play calling. And also, I got to say, all of this stems from the top. Bill Belichick, no pressure to be good. No pressure to be good. You know, You can blame it all on the offensive coordinator at the end of the day, if the head coach is stagnant, okay, with being okay, then you're never going to be good. And I think this guy looks at it like, oh, I've got my Super Bowls, and that's what matters, and I'm done. Um, I'll leave you guys to talk. Thank you. Appreciate it.
2: Ryan, appreciate your thoughts and your passion as well. His line is open at 617-779-7937. Uh, it was open. Um. <laughs> Here you go. 702. Notice there were no holding calls on the Patriots' offensive line today. That just shows you they're not even trying. <laughs> There were a couple of plays, like towards the end of the first half, where it just looked like they were they were just going full subway turnstile, full ole and, and brutal. I, know,
0: I mean, I know they're professionals, and we oh. say that they get paid, but like have some professional pride. Those Football. guys get paid too. Yeah, but it, it's also a. a re- if, it's easy to kind of pack it in. I, I, I'm not giving them excuses, but when you're getting your ass kicked, mm-hmm. and when you try, 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 try really hard, and you're still getting your ass kicked. Mm -hmm. I think you stop trying so hard. Like, I think it's just human nature in a lot of people. There's some that won't. There may be the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordan's, the the alpha, true elite of the elite competitors. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people, human nature sets in. It's like, what's the point? We suck.
2: Like, we're going to lose by 30 either way. No point in me getting hurt. There seemed to be a lot of give on the defense as well in the latter part of the game. Oh, boy. All right. We're still just getting warmed up, or we're hitting right there in the middle of the middle May, if you will, talking about the bottom blah that the Patriots yeah. are currently experiencing right now. <laughs> about two hours to go. <laughs> Wow, that wacky new soundboard you downloaded, Andy. It's totally <laughs> it's worth really the good, investment. Right? It's, <laughs> sounds unnatural. I didn't even press a button for a sound effect. Authentic and lifelike at that, too. Two more hours to go here on the Six Rings Postgame Show with you and your calls at 617-779-7937. But people do place bets. People do have interest in the rest of the NFL. People do have fantasy teams and more. Let's catch you up on everything else that happened in the wide world of the NFL and beyond with producer Joe Braverman, who's trending now.
0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Medalla is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Rebranded now as the Six Rings Toast Game Show because the season is cooked. And here to provide some perspective and shed some light from the locker room and everything that he was able to gather and glean from one formerly Tom Brady place, Disappointment Central as we now call it, Gillette Stadium, our beat writer from WEI.com, the latest addition to the Six Rings family and more, the one and the only Mike Cadlick joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Mike! Hotline. Mike, what's up, fellas? Oh, oh Hello, yeah. n- Nothing, bro. Hey, we're having a pickle pizza party over here, guy. Excuse me. He, that's <laughs> I his favorite know. thing. It's like yeah. we were saying pizza party. I know. But, but we're three
0: dudes. I don't think we should call. Oh, we it that. can't. We can't I call it a should up with a new name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would rather right, attend right. a pickle pizza party at this point than watch what I just watched again. Mike, you were in the locker room afterward. I believe you had described when we last spoke with you on the post game show after a home game as a lot of hung heads a lot of uh, sullen faces, uh, an overall dejected mood. And that was after they started the season 0-2 and yet another thwarted or aborted comeback, an incomplete comeback against the Miami Dolphins 24-17 a few weeks back on Sunday Night Football. That seems like years ago, and that seems like a completely different team at this point. What the hell happened in your estimation, and what did you gather from the players inside the locker room after that disgusting performance?
1: Yeah, uh disgusting is even putting it lightly, I think. That was – uh it's tough. This team – I mean, there's no other real way to say it besides this team is just not good at football. And uh I think they're sort of starting to realize it. I think – I mean, you look in the locker room and not that they're not down. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're, you know, happy-go-lucky, but it's almost just like a, a dejected look like, okay, this is kind of just what we are. I mean, David Andrews goes to the podium. He continues to try and sell and say that you know they're just going to keep going back to work, but how many how many different times can you go and you know slam your head against the wall and think you're going to get the same result? So uh, Andrew certainly looked down. He he had his head in his hands following the game. Um, Kendrick Bourne thought it was interesting. He threw his shades on before he went to talk. I think that was just him completing the look, but that was sort of a like, all right, shades on. I don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, but he still covered us. He said that he believes in the guys in the locker room. I think they're just doing their their team coach speak at this point because clearly they don't have confidence in themselves, in themselves or anybody else around. So yeah, it's not good. This uh, this team is is in a tough spot right now.
0: No question. And you know, I know question. I'm critical of Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and some of the things they say, but I do think some of it is. What do you say? What can you say when you come to the realization right. offensively? Your line stinks. Your receivers stink, and right now, whatever you thought he was or even could be, Mac Jones stinks. So it's hard to win in the NFL with no O line, no targets, and no quarterback. So, what are you supposed to say?
1: No, you're right. I mean, it's tough to to sit up there and say it, but I guess you're right. That's kind of just what you have to say. You just got to go back to the drawing board because you're not going to sit there and you don't expect anyone to say, "Yeah, well, we're one and four, so we might as well just keep losing and root for Caleb Williams." Like that's. That's what we're supposed to say. They're not supposed to really do much, and they're not. They're, they can't really say much. But right. um, no, I mean, I look at just uh, yeah, I look at what this where this team's at right now, and I mean, from the outside looking in, there is there's really nothing you can look to to say no. This is where they're going to turn it around, and this is how they turn it around. They're uh, they're definitely a no man land.
2: But here's a good question for you, Mike. And once again, we're joined by Mike Cadlick, beat writer for the Patriots at wei dot com on the Harbor One Hotline and a member of the Six Rings of Football Things family. Mike, it's not just like this is where they're going to turn around. I'd like to honestly ask, because that you lose Gonzo last week in Dallas. Uh, the rookie class may have some good players eventually. But when, it's not just when are they going to turn around or how. Who is going to lead the turnaround? I don't think anybody that is going to be the focal point, uh, the fulcrum, or the leader of the turnaround is even on this roster right now.
1: Right, no, I agree, and I I don't expect, uh, I obviously would never expect not only a Bill Belichick-led team, that's kind of a a stupid way to say it, because I don't expect any NFL team really to like actively tank in a game, but the Patriots are doing their absolute best at that right now with just the the way they're performing, and I think it's unintentional, Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you look at how they would turn around. I mean, it's not Mac Jones. Mac Jones is not your um, I guess like the way you said it, you're fulcrum, if you will, the guy who's going to, you know, turn this thing around. Because even if they do turn around this year, he's probably not going to be here next year. Even if Bill Belichick tries to look these guys in the eyes and say, no, we've got to turn around and this is how and this is why, he's probably not going to be here next year. Like, I-, I don't know where you turn this season because if any way it is going to get turned around, it's going to be under a different sort of regime, at least a different look. Because, you know, whatever way you want to slice it, The combination of Matt Jones and Bill Belichick, the likelihood that those two are both here as head coach and quarterback next year together, in my opinion, is slim in on. I think we're looking at the beginning and the end of this whole thing.
0: So I said earlier, um, we're not tanking, we just suck. (laughs) And I think that's the reality. I don't think they are, you know, it's too early in the year to say we're trying to lose games in September and October. The reality is they weren't that good to start with. They have some injuries. Some things have gone the wrong way. They lose their two best defensive players. And now it's to the point where you ask, do you even want them to turn it around? Or is the only positive exit scenario from this one and 4 start, well, maybe you end up with a top-five pick to combine with your $110 million in cap space, and all of a sudden next offseason is the fulcrum, to use Fitzy's word, to go in a different direction. And I, I, I believe now... I have been a voice of reason where I tend to push back when people say dramatic things. I think everything is on the table now. Belichick gone, Mac gone, switch this, do that, don't care, trade this. Everything should be on the table this week because that's how bad things are right now.
1: So I want to kind of bounce that off you then because you talk about that, and I agree that everything, absolutely everything should be on the table at this point because you're not really playing for much of the rest of this season. Are they going to leave Bill Belichick as a lame duck coach and just have him ride out the season and then move on from him? Are they going to give him the option to draft that number 1 quarterback and take the reins
2: for however long he wants to play? No, 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 no. As Dr. Evil Evil said, Mike, how about no? No, no. Bill Belichick. But what
0: do you do? Well, I I don't know the exact uh, order of operations, as you learn in uh, algebra class. But um, first of all, I don't think that – Firing Bill Belichick is an option mid-season for Robert Kraft. I just don't think we're there. Um, I would never discount... But then,
1: Bill, but then Bill knows that he's he's just here just to ride it out, and I don't think right. he's going to want to do that. So okay.
0: resign. I, I don't rule out the idea yeah. that he could resign at some point and just say, I okay. always said I would walk away when I wasn't the best man for the team, and right now it doesn't feel like I'm the best man for the team. I don't r- rule out Bill Belichick resigning mid-season. I do okay. rule out him being fired, but... The reality is, yes, moving forward, I don't think Bill Belichick, if they're drafting three, five, seven, I don't think Bill Belichick should be making that pick. Um, And I don't know that Bill Belichick should be spending $110 million in cap space. I don't know that Matt Groh should be either. And that's why I say everything is on the table for this team, even though it's only week five. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked
1: about that this morning before this detrimental, embarrassing loss. I talked about it with uh, Gresham Arkin on the pregame show that if they if you do get rid of Belichick, you kind of do have to gut everything from the ground up because everything here Belichick has touched, from Matt Groh to Gerard Mayo to the training staff to the security guards, like it's all run by Belichick. So if you get rid of some, you probably get rid of all, unless and that's going to be tough because you bring in a guy and he has to build the entire thing up from scratch. So it it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to get uh, it's going to obviously get worse before it gets better. And It's going to be interesting to see how they play out.
2: Were there any other players, Mike Cadillac from WEI.com joining the Six Rings postgame show here with Fitzy and Hart via the Harbor One hotline, were there any other players you had a chance to speak with after the game or was it really just glasses on, jacket on, like be as quick as you can and that's that?
1: Um, Bailey Zappi, I was in, we spoke with him, um, but he was your typical, again, quarterback speak, just, you know, mm-hmm. I got to be ready at all times, Set it's a difficult situation, um, but, you know, as the number two, he has to be ready to get under center. Yep. Um, interesting note, yep. he noted, too, that uh, he has to get with Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry this week to, this week to get their chemistry going, because I tweeted it, Bailey Zappi's not a better option than Mac Jones, so, like... Yeah, and you saw it in this game. He was overthrowing guys left and right, but he said that he has to get with those two um, and try and get their timing together. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, if they're going to turn to this guy. I don't think they really should. But, uh, again, like you said, Hart, anything's on the table. So uh, he got the, those increased practice reps this week. I'm sure he'll get the same thing this week because, again, they're going to leave everything out in the open and try and uh, try and salvage what's left of this year. I would so, also just fall- would Dappy spoke.
2: Yep. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say, following up on that, did you see? Have you spoken with or have you seen Will Greer on the practice field? Because again, if all options are on the table and nothing seems out of sorts or out of pocket right now, I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if Zappy's ineffective, and now Mac just says, "Fine, let me sit on the season and reclaim my career elsewhere." I, who, who's to say that he this guy this guy wouldn't get a kick at the can?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I saw I think Mark Daniels from Ath Live tweeted something about it and I, I think he was being sort of like, um, you know, in a joking manner, but I mean, why not? Why not throw something against the wall and see if it sticks? Because again, you're one and four. You're not gonna sit here and try and scrap to the postseason. They're gonna say that and they're gonna go in there and do that, but you know, let's be real, they're not doing it. So you might as well, you know, throw it against the wall and see what sticks. He's been out there at practice. Um I mean he's a talented, he's just your your typical third-string arm talent guy that, you know, maybe it could work, you know, in, in a pinch. So if you think you can sort of mold him and try and get something out of it, then who knows? They might throw him against the wall. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely – it's crazy that we're talking about this already in Week
0: 5. And to take a Matt Patricia reverse engineering perspective, they say if you have multiple quarterbacks, then you don't have one. Well, if you know you don't yeah. have one quarterback – Why not use multiple quarterbacks? Because you know you don't have one, so use multiples. I don't know. I'm just spitballing on the fly here. The other question I would have for you, um, the one thing that I would say feels like a definitive answer for this team right now that could be a positive, and I know he got banged up by a cheap shot today, but isn't it damn well time we see DeMario Douglas on like 70% of the snaps?
1: Yes. Um, I actually, as I was writing my postgame column, one of my immediate thoughts was, we need more Demario Douglas, yeah. and then as soon as he went out with the concussion, I scrapped it right. um, because it yeah. obviously wouldn't really make sense. But no, if uh, if he was stayed in there but wasn't getting those reps, that would have just that would have been one of probably the craziest storyline of the game because the second they need a spark, the second they need something, they're able to find him and get the ball in his hands and he does something awesome. So I truly think he's and I talked about it with Keith this week. I think Hart, we me, mean you talked about it. He's a top three to five player on this offense because they're really not good, and he actually adds something after the catch. So, um, yeah, should he get healthy when he does get healthy – they need to try and get him going because he can be a pretty good offensive
2: player. In this I would even take Keishan ah. Booty, who has been a healthy scratch yeah. for several weeks in a row. I mean, oh, no. honestly, Andy, what are you going to see from him? It's that, true because I've seen enough of Juju Smith Schuster and Devontae Parker. They stink. They're corpses. Right. They're skeletons. Right. And Juju's likely going to miss a game because I imagine he'll enter the protocol. Who knows? Well, will we well. notice
0: if a tree falls?
2: Oh, my God. This. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm going to. Uh, Andy, you spoke about Matt Patricia. I'm going to have to eat one here about, uh, about Bill O'Brien. I really did think he was going to come in and be a good match with Matt Jones and use his skill set, and, yep. man, has he been the exact opposite. Like, it's been abysmal. The play calling is a disaster, just like it was with Patricia. Um, I saw a stat where it was, like, 12 straight third and shorts, and they ran the ball
0: to the running back once. Like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Their short and the, yardage and the is horrific.
1: And it was a first down. It's yeah. horrific. Yeah, and they're short like, yard, is, I,
0: and it, it's so weird that they when they get the rare 8-yard first down it's like the wheels fall off. Now the one thing I will say cuz I'm a Bill O'Brien apologist and I'm in going to live that yeah. world. Like that first one, the the throw to Hunter Henry, Mac has to hit down the left side. Hunter Henry's wide open. Yeah. Those are the kinds no, you can't true. miss as an NFL quarterback. Like and that who knows how that snowballs for the positive? I mean they've been snowballing so negative. Maybe that's a play that jumps the, and that was so bad that Hunter Henry's looking at the ball and then turns his head as if to say, who's that to? Because it can't be to me. He overthrew him by that. <laughs> right. It's like, so I agree. He has not been the revelation and the savior that he was supposed to be, but I also think he's not the biggest problem. I would say that's the line, the weapons, and the quarterback in that order. Well,
2: thanks, yeah, I Mike. Have to agree. Appreciate the call very much. You can read Mike's work uh, at WEI.com. Of course, you can hear him on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast a couple times a week as well. And, of course, you can read his work at w.com, and you can follow him at Mike Cadlick. Mike, thanks very much. We'll talk to you this week. guy. we will look forward to reading what you have to say, and we'll see how interesting things thanks, get this week heading into Vegas next Sunday. Oh, boy. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. Great job, as always. Mike Cadillac from w.e.i.com. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. We may have another special guest calling in momentarily on the Ooh, another Harbor guy One for the hotline. pickle party? Uh, yes, someone else on the pickle pizza party as well. Ooh. If so, we may have to hold our break a couple this minutes. We'll see. Yeah, no, listen. Everything like about this parties. is fun. We have random guests. We're having pickle parties. We're trying to make the most of this. It's amazing how, now, how quickly the bottom fell out of this season. Yeah, it was. <laughs> wait, a, hold on. Eight. They might actually be a little bit better than we thought after week 1 after week 1
0: yeah and then and then week 2 kinda cuz you yeah. know they held the dolphins to 24 points yep. the dolphins then went and scored 70, 70 so the patriots were actually pretty good then yep. they played the jets and they well they they got the w i don't know what you want to call it escape from new york or mm-hmm. whatever and now
2: and now it's all over and now just like that it's i mean it's the bottom is out that's it right we we yeah. agree there is no can you pull pull out from
0: this? Like, can you pull up? Like the you know, p- you know the planes crashing, and you're pulling back as hard as you can. Can
2: this, or are we in a nosedive? I I think at this point now we are in a full nosedive. And now joining us a surprise guest here on the Six Rings post game show headlining the comedy scene at Patriot Place tonight. And, boy, he's got lots to work with as well. Uh, Tough Oh, my God. I cannot believe that he's going to have to deal with this kind of crowd. You can also hear him regularly on FitzDog Radio. He is the host of the Greg Fitzsimmons podcast. You've heard him all over the world. You've seen him touring all over the country uh, from one Fitz to another. It's the one, the only Greg Fitzsimmons, joining us to try to bring a little levity to the disaster he witnessed at Gillette Stadium today. Greg, how are
3: you? Oh, Nick. I mean, it, I, no two drink minimum tonight at the club. Just uh, two two Vicodin, two Vikes. It's going to be brutal. I mean, here is the level of anger that I saw in that fourth quarter. At, at a certain point, I don't know if you noticed this, but the announcer goes, "And now, welcome onto the field, the New England Patriot cheerleaders." <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's dark. Well, it wasn't oh, the time
2: oh uh, uh, yeah you mean th- they were booing the cheerleaders they booed the team and uh, you know greg yeah. i'm not sure i know you're there with the great john tobin today and you're in town to try to entertain the masses and the mass holery if you will and it's going to be awfully difficult now considering the mood people are in but i'm not sure the last time that you were at the stadium but you probably saw things in higher times were even you surprised by just how bleak things look today
3: yeah, it it was rough. And the thing is, really, for people that aren't from Boston, I don't think you guys realize just how insane the fans are until you see them lose that badly. It's like, you know, uh, I'm not watching the game. I'm watching them. And there's a guy sitting next to us who was – he gave his 7-year-old son $100 cash to take his shirt off and run up and down the uh, stairs, which there was, a, there was a lot of people taking pictures of it. We were we, John Tobin was pulling the kid aside like, "Are you okay? Are you, is this okay?"
0: <laughs> so will you uh, will you change your uh, act tonight at all on, based on the results earlier at Patriot Place today? Will you add any attempts at Mac Jones and Bill Belichick humor? I don't think I, I do have a Mac
3: Jones joke. I will definitely open with that. His career. Oh. Um, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, it is a joke. And um, and I don't know what the f- – is the magic word today
0: fulcrum? Because I've heard it said twice. <laughs> yes, that was Fitzy's hour. word of the day. I don't really know that why, but
2: <laughs> – I had to remind everybody that I went to college by saying fulcrum on a sports radio show, Greg, my bad.
3: <laughs> as soon as you said it, me and John just both looked at each other, and went, fulcrum? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think the show will be fine. I, it's not my place to come in and, and – and, stand that close to the stadium and make fun of it because uh, I have been attacked on stage in Boston on, you know, <laughs> I, I got beat up once on stage and it's not going to happen again.
2: Yeah. But listen, that's a sign of love, Greg. I'm from the South shore. We only swear at people we care about. So, you know, you, you yes, know, you know, right. you're loved, on, you know, you're loved if, uh, if you, if you get charged on stage as if you get charged on stage as well, it was quite a scene. I got a text from Greg, apparently I got a text from Greg and from John Tobin and other people did I forget to shake somebody's hand when I was giving away the JetBlue tickets today in the stadium? Yeah, the kid the kid nailed. Uh, he got 14 pizza toppings, and he was so happy, and he was
3: kind of like starstruck by you. And so after he won the prize, he put his hand out to shake your hand, and you just looked completely away oh. from him. And it, dang, it it hung there in front of 50,000 people for no less than 10 seconds. Wow.
2: Got big-timed by Nick Fitzy Stevens. Yes. He got big-timed by a former
0: YouTube guy.
3: <laughs> that hurts. I mean, he got Italian sausage. He got broccoli. And for what? Wow. And, what and what does he get? Nothing but air. Wow!
2: Hey, listen. I have you know that the 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 regional fame that these people acquire by having a chance to win the JetBlue tickets or go go head to head against Patriot players naming pizza toppings earns you high fives. Yeah. Uh, it elevates your Tinder profile, and he got an autographed Matthew Slater jersey. So you know, they got that, that going for him.
3: That's right, but they don't tell him it's basic blue. You got to pay for your cup of coffee, <laughs> your overhead, bin space.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, so Greg. Could you so you have all nights that you end up headlining in Boston in, in Foxborough, uh, no less? It's tonight. Uh, it's gonna be a scene to say yeah. the, to say the least. Uh, where's your tour? It's lead? actually
3: poetic. The first the first show I ever did in my life yep. was at Stitches Comedy Club in January of 1986 when the Patriots lost the Super Bowl to the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I went on stage that night. You've got to be
2: kidding me! Oh, so terrible. this can't be that
3: bad. Yep.
0: This is nothing. Yeah, yeah
2: no, this is nothing. I can handle this. It was a, they had a BYO policy back then at stitches, and you know <laughs> you couldn't see the tears of the grown men through all the cigarette smoke. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now everyone's just going to be but chowing I, gummies much, and calling the Ubers much, after.
3: I think they had to pause the game because of all the sausage smoke on the field today. Did you notice that? <laughs>
2: The
0: sausage. Excuse smoke? me. Is that like a euphemism, <laughs> or does that actually? Are mean- you speaking code? We're unfamiliar with. <laughs> hey,
3: you sausage smoker. <laughs> okay, I want to wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. oh my God.
2: No, it was. I, they should have paused the game on multiple occasions as well. But yeah. Oh boy, where's your? Where are you? Uh, where are you off to next after this? For any listeners who may be able to catch you somewhere else in New England or on the East Coast.
3: Uh-huh. Uh, I'll be in Sacramento and I'm I'm taping a new one hour special at Joe. I'm going out to Joe Rogan's club in Austin in November to tape a new one hour special. So if anybody's around on the 18th of November, come out for that. Nice. And, uh, otherwise, but I just wanted to call in and say you did a great job today. Other than the dangling handshake, you were awesome (laughs) and people love you. It's great.
2: Uh, I appreciate that so much, Greg. Aside from the dangling hand or the smoked sausage, everything went according to plan today at the Old Razor. Um, Have a great show tonight. I'm sorry I'm on the air. I I won't be able to come down and catch you, but I appreciate you, man. You do an awesome job on your specials, on your podcast. Really one of the funnier, hardest-working road dogs out there. uh, And you're a friend of John Tobin, so that means you're okay in my book as well. Thanks for calling the show, Greg. You take care, buddy. Thanks, man. Take care. Take care. Greg Fitzsimmons, the great Greg Fitzsimmons from Mad Dog Radio. Uh, Fitz Dog Radio, rather. Excuse me, the Greg Fitzsimmons Podcast. One of the funnier guys working today. If you're in the area and you actually need a laugh on purpose tonight, uh, I'm not sure if there are any seats left at the comedy scene. Jump in and go see the show. We all need a laugh. We all could use a laugh right now, and he's a good-spirited chap. So appreciate you calling in, Greg. 617-779-7937. There's your number. Give us a shout. The lines are still all jammed up. We've got so much more to talk about Here on the Six Rings post-game show, Fitzy, Hart, and you right up until 7.30.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: Bill, what we went into the decision to sit down Mac there in the later, later stages of the game? Of the quarter, so. Is he still your quarterback going forward?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of problems. It certainly
3: wasn't holding
2: him. Starting over. Yeah, that's what I Yeah. Bill, I'm sorry. We just. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, coach, we were just wondering if. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Bill, hi. Uh, uh, it was just. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wow, there's the Bill, entire. Can you platform. wish my kid a happy birthday?
5: It's his birthday tomorrow. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. You have turned your back on your coach. Um, I will appreciate my coach. I've been getting text messages all throughout the course of the, the program program today. It's a program. Uh, every day from 12 to 2 on ESPN with the Pat McAfee people. Imagine they'll be having a field day with this as well. They're doing very well, by the way. You Can't hate on the decision that ESPN made. It's doing well for them. Good sure, to see. Sure. Good for them. Yeah,
0: I don't nice hate thing. on
2: anybody. No. I would love to see lots of people have success. Yep. Including especially especially our football teams team around and our coach. Well, the <laughs> baseball team nice. I'd
0: throw in there, too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> basketball team is uh, tipping off in minutes. So yeah. it's Celtics season. Hey, here we go. Let's go. Hey,
2: hopefully. The and Celt- the Bruins. The Celtics the Bruins. will allow us to put our pain on holiday i'm fitzy that's five fifty four forty
0: is the official At time time when of, fitzy death of ran fitzy. out of gas <laughs> guess i'll be carrying us for the next hour that's and a half some strong stuff
2: Not right, strong here we enough, go apparently back to the phones we go oh it is just oh we're just having the go time to jesse here, folks wait we already talked to jesse from new bedford didn't we i don't know Oh, it's a difference. The, oh, no. we had multiple we have New mul- Bedford It's callers. a big city. There's multiple people right, listening. All right, all right, right. My bad. Well, you just ignore a city once somebody I, from there has called? No, I actually take his call quite frequently because I want to support the South Coast and he's one of our better callers. Anyway, Plus, he has a girl. My bad. What's... Oh, really? You went Rick Springfield? Yeah. Timely. 41-year-old reference. Topical, Andy. Topical. <laughs> if the Jeff. Patriots are going to suck again, so will my jokes. <laughs> Who's to say they stop sucking at any point? Line one, Jesse from New Bedford. <laughs> How are you?
6: Going on, guys, and uh a hey, news flash, I'm not a girl. So but uh, uh no, it's all right, anyhow. I still love you. Jumbo Hot, I mean. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, you know, I'm probably in I'm probably the biggest Mac fan in the world. I I love the kid. You know, but I you know, I gotta keep it real. He hasn't played good at all.
0: <laughs> That's the understatement of the week.
6: Yeah. But but here's the biggest bot in the room. I don't think, and I know a lot of people saying, you know, uh, you know, let's tank for Caleb. You know, he didn't do that good yesterday. Um, but let's tank for all these guys. There's no guarantees, even if you get a veteran, there's no guarantees any quarterback is going to be good under this situation. Correct. And I think Max has gone after this year. If I was him, I would demand a trade because I really do feel he might have a better shot somewhere else because I really do think he's a capable quarterback. I don't think he's a top ten or anything like that, but I think he's better than what he's showing. So I just want him to go somewhere where he's not like the scapegoat. And I think that's the biggest problem. My main, my, main, uh, um, my main focus for this call is I'm thinking Mac's becoming the scapegoat when the biggest problem mm-hmm. on this team is Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. One, Kraft, I think he's a cheapskate in disguise. Bill takes his arrows. Bill cannot GM no more. He can't coach. So Mac is taking his arrows when we have no time to throw. We have no weapons. Horrible coaching decisions. We go for in the Eagles game. How many times did we go for a fourth down? We should have done that in um, in the second game of the year, and we didn't. We decided we tried, uh, against the we decided to kick a field goal. We decided to go for uh, um, uh well, There was another game. I, I'm getting all mixed up here. All I'm saying is this team is bad from head to toe. We, we do need to tear it down and start it back up. But I'm just warning everybody out there. There's no guarantees that rookie QB is going to come in here whether the number one pick Caleb Williams or the number five pick Drake May. It doesn't matter. This team needs a rebuild from start to finish, and it starts with the head coach, and you've got to work its way down. Everybody needs to go. I hope Matt goes somewhere where he has a real offensive scheme so he can show what he can do, and that's all I got today, guys. Thanks.
2: Hey, but that all that you had today, Jesse, was pretty damn solid because there is a part of me, a weird little part of me right now, that kind of almost, sort of, definitely, okay, completely. We'd love to see Mac Jones go somewhere else. When in a totally different situation, you basically are just putting a the the pen. You're putting like the paperclip in the back of the Nintendo, hitting the reset, and you'd give him a chance. Like, all right, here's a good offensive line. Here's a coach you're not clashing emotionally or schematically with and here's a wide receiver number one, and let's see what you can actually do. It's not going to look like Alabama. It's probably not going to look like the end of the 2022 or beginning of the 2023 season, but it'll probably look like something in between because he can definitely play quarterback in this league, as his coach said They'll earlier said in this particular offseason. But hes I don't think he's way better than what we've seen, but he certainly is not as bad as we've constantly seen. Now, if he does this again and again and again, we may have to revisit that discussion, Andy. Well, he's broken right now. Again for the second year. That's why you have to like sit him down for a while.
0: Now I agree with Jesse. I think there's a chance he might be gone. And if I were Mac, there's a few places. Now he's not going to necessarily control it, but the places I'd be angling for: San Francisco. You know they were interested at number three. You were at least a consideration. Brock Purdy could fall apart any minute, and I think Mac needs to go to a place where he's not expected anything but then could come in and be the savior, right? Oh, this guy's just the cast-off from New England. He's a backup now. And then all of a sudden you're forced into duty. Maybe you feel good. The scheme works. The t- the talent makes plays around you. I'd say Miami, his buddy from Alabama and Miami. They, mm-hmm. I know two is rolling right now. His head is still a question. Tua's head will be a question forever. He's one hit away from being sidelined. Unfortunately, Go to Miami. the fragility of his, of his yes. Uh, I would say Chicago is a place where the quarterback there is a question mark. Is he the good or is he the bad? Is but he Mac the Jones has never present. had
2: the peak. My apologies for stepping on your toes there. But, like, the thing with Fields, the Fields conundrum, if you will, is that, yes, and I've used fulcrum and conundrum in the same hour, You're everybody. Trying too Once hard. again, I apologize. Hey, <laughs> the, the The issue is... Is Justin Fields the guy who threw for 400 yards the other night, ran for a touchdown, threw four, and, you know, hey, has DJ Moore? Everything else. Is he the guy that also threw a bunch of tutties the week before against Denver? Or is he the guy that looked like, you know, steamed garbage? If if Mac arrives there as the backup, when
0: he gets his turn, Uh, it either means Fields is hurt uh, or it means Fields fell on his face. Either way opportunity where people will be like, huh, well, give Mac a shot. There's nothing to lose. So there's a few pla- I What I don't think he wants to do is go to a place. I'm trying to think who's like in the market for a quarter. He doesn't want to go to a place where they say you're our starter. He wants to go to a place where he's going to be the backup. He can kind of fix himself, build his confidence. And when they go to him, they need him. And then he can be like, oh wow, the Epiphany. He's not sucking. He's actually helping us kind of roll. I know if,
4: everyone's talked about the Raiders in the past. Raiders you know, could be
0: an option. Because that's a place where he would go to be the starter. No, if Jimmy they'll falls go with Aiden, on his head,
2: they'll, they'll go with Aiden O'Connell. He I needs mean, to
0: go be to be a fine. place where you're waiting for the the shoe to drop with the starter, maybe. Oh. Anthony Richardson. Let's just say he goes down an injured road and you just go there to back him up. They need a backup. And then all of a sudden he gets hurt. He wants to go somewhere where he has backup opportunity that could turn
2: into wow. This guy's not as bad as he looked in New England. Maybe that would be Jacksonville behind Trevor Lawrence. Although Whatever. Jacksonville pulled off a big win today. By the way, isn't it interesting that one Josh Allen always seems to get the better of the other Josh Allen? And you wouldn't expect it to be that way, but that's the Jags have the Bills number. Because they both have a player named Josh Allen. I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm just pointing it out. It was a little observation, sir. Good day. A hey, joke of Stiglione. Put the media guy down and let's just do all a talk right, show. That'll be all for this inning. All right, coming up on the third hour, swinging a pop-up, the third hour of the Six Rings post-game show. 7.30 is what time we'll be going to tonight. What? It's just getting a little screwy I'm sorry. Like, I think we're all just in disbelief. Like, Well, no, I kind of believe it. We kind of thought this was a possibility, didn't we? Yes, I know. But just like the the host of the reality of it is kicking you in the nuts. There's no more swear words the text line can use or come up with to describe us, the coach, the situation, ownership, Mac Jones. I mean, everybody is just, we're caught in the friendly fire or the, I know that's technically the term, but it's the not so friendly fire of what's going on in Pat's nation right now. Because everyone has a scapegoat. Everyone has a fall guy. It's Mac. It's Robert. It's Bill. It's you on the Jumbotron Fitzy, whatever it happens to be. It's any one of a number of people right now. And I think you and I agreed one of many times we have, which must mean that the world is tilted off its axis or the upside down is our new reality, that this is a whole organizational failure. Yeah. Everyone, the, the whole. I, I think w. Paul Perillo is still doing his job pretty well. Yeah, I like Deuce. Mike Deuce, loves- uh, Deuce is doing a yeah, fine job. Lazar. So let's eliminate them. Okay, the people yeah, in Craft Sports we'll Entertainment. Oh, come on. Give the laser show his credit. He's a good job. Everyone else down there? No, my friends up in Craft Sports who do the Jumbotron, or yeah. U- Ultron as I like to call it. Their new big TV. We're really going to have to lean hard
0: into that being like the positive. <laughs> there were not a lot of highlights on the Hey, TV have you today. been up to the top of the lighthouse? Yeah, exactly.
2: You can see the moon from here. I thought, I thought today on Crucial Catch Day, I thought Joe Andrews and Marcus Cannon are top there with young Jake. Uh make a wish They did an awesome job. Gronk was there within the spe- you know, kind of all him fell up. apart after that, unfortunately. It, it was a beautiful national anthem today, too. Yeah. Um It's never good when you can't
0: <laughs> you're finding other things to talk about that aren't <laughs> related to the football team, the game, the score, the players, the plays. The jumbo channel. Lighthouse. In case
2: anyone wants to watch it, I'll see if YouTube TV or FUBO or Spectrum, someone will pick it up. It's just going to show Patriots games from 2001. Call it the Dynasty Channel. I might go home and watch the Dynasty Channel. Glory days. Yeah, exactly. They have passed me by in the wink of a. So if that was the Glory days, these are the inglorious bastards. (laughs) And a movie starred uh, my friend Eli Roth, who has directed a movie called Thanksgiving about a man who chops up people in Plymouth, and that's how we're all feeling right now. What? And there you go. That's the end of our number two. Yeah, it <laughs> two. was darker than one to four on my TV. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. is your number. David, Wayno, you're next. Tim, Danny, and Quincy, don't you go anywhere. Bob in London, Barry, and everyone else who will fill their spots until 730. The calls have been great. You guys are f- uh, mad, angry, passionate, f- whatever. All right, here's some commercials. Six-ring postgame show coming back. Fine.